Social with Ed Easton on Soundcast FM. I got Miss Naomi Gray in the building. It is a Thursday, throwback Thursday or whatever Thursday. I feel like there's so many names for Thursday now. It's not just, you know, a day anymore. Everybody has to have a hashtag version of it, uh, whatever with it, you know. But uh, nonetheless, it's Thursday, the last show of the week because we only go Monday through Thursday for everybody that's new. And a lot of different things going on in sports. Or should I say, a lot of different things will be going on tonight. Like, we're doing the show right now, but I guarantee you, by the next time we come on, which is uh, going to be Tuesday, I believe, because we have Monday is uh, 4th of July. Right. 4th of July, so no show. No show 4th of July. You know, uh, enjoy the beach, barbecues, etc. Everybody, enjoy the fireworks. Be safe. Um, we are going to talk about fireworks, so I have actually a very interesting story, which you can't laugh about because there's a message behind it, but it has to do with fireworks. Is it the PSA? Yes, it is. Okay. It is definitely the PSA. She beat me to it. <laughs> it's interesting. Very gruesome stuff, but it man, it gets it gets the message across. But uh, yeah, so we'll be back with next Tuesday, and by the time we're back next Tuesday, the NBA, the way you see it now, could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Because free agency is officially underway at midnight tonight. So all the Kevin Durant fans out there are waiting. All the Joakim Noah fans are, whoever the Joakim Noah fans are, I don't know, could be a lot of Knicks fans, but, you know, I'm foreshadowing because the big rumor is Joakim Noah's coming to the Knicks for $18 million a year. You ought to talk about, whew, I don't know who his agent is, okay, but he deserves everything in a book if you get $18 million a year for Joakim Noah, who only played 30 games last year. Right. He's been injury prone his entire career. And you were able to get $18 million out of the New York Knicks? Now, granted, the Knicks have, you know, they've done dumb things in the past, but $18 million? I'm really curious to see how this whole thing will shape out and how, you know, it'll work, work itself through. But, man, that's a lot of money for a guy that's 31 years old, I believe. He's a New York guy, though. From New York, still in New York right now. Um, it, it was funny because I had Stan Talouise call in on the show yesterday. And he's on the phone with me. And he, he's literally on the phone. He goes, hey, Joe Camino just walked right past me. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> We're busy talking about a Jose Reyes, you know, coming back to the Mets. And he had to get off the phone for us. Like he said, he saw Joe Camino just walk right past him. Right. In the city still. That was a clear indication right there. That's sources. That's that's sources. Just being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So we got that going on. Uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight knows where he's going to go. We're going to break this down. We're going to go through different free agents and where we think they're going to end up being. You know, I have my nice little group and where I think they'll end up. So it's, uh, it's going to be wild. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to just wait. Wait around, have my popcorn ready, watch NBA TV, see what's going to happen or not happen. This is this is what it's all about. Now, the other thing is the NFL, big contracts galore all the time. You always hear like, oh, this person's getting this much, you know, for whatever reason. They usually earn it. That's what they always say, right? Yeah. Andrew Luck, $140 million. Now, a year ago at this time, you probably say... I understand that 100% agree, right? Mm-hmm. But last year, he had such a terrible season. Injuries. Couldn't stay on the field. 
horrible decisions. I mean, the guy threw a lot of picks. He, he always threw a lot of picks, but he threw a ton last year. Just, he didn't look like the same guy that at one point was considered, uh, you know, the next Peyton Manning, etc. And I, I don't want to beat somebody down for a year, but at the same time, you're going to give $140 million for it? That makes you wonder, like, what am I doing wrong with life? If I get up and go to work every single day, mm-hmm. sick or not, to earn my paycheck, this guy gets injured. He had, like, three major injuries during the season. Got paid $140 million. That lets you know what the NFL is dealing with. So, I feel bad for a guy like Von Miller for the Denver Broncos. Still waiting for a contract. The guy was a Super Bowl MVP. Right. Still waiting for a contract from the Broncos that is fit for a guy that just won the MVP. And they don't want to pay him. There are other players from around the league or other teams saying, pay the man. It's getting ugly. It's going to get ugly soon. I mean, right now they've been, you know, because they won the title, so it's been all like, hey, happy, happy, joy, joy, all of that. <laughs> Give it time, because now we're, we're in mini camps now, right? Mm-hmm. Training camp, all of that. Where's the money? Preseason is... A month and a half away. Can you believe what we're saying this already? Like, NFL preseason's a month and a half away? I'm excited. I was going to wear my Giants hat today, but I was like, I think it's too soon. I'm just going to hold out a little bit. You know, it might be just a tad too soon. I like it, though. I like the enthusiasm. I'm a Giants fan as well, so I enjoy it. The enthusiasm is perfect. You know, got to get you a Yankees hat, something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I know where her loyalties are, okay. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. That's the situation with Andrew Luck. A couple of trades in NHL. I'm going to just give some information on. They were pretty big trades, too. So I will uh, put that out there as well. Jimmy Butler was on The Jump yesterday. I don't know if you'll watch The Jump. It's on ESPN, hosted by Rachel Nichols. Uh, Tracy McGrady is on there all the time. Yeah. It's a good show for an NBA show. And, you know, usually with ESPN, they always kind of give you these... um, the same type of studio program over and over and over again. This was a little different. I like it. It's NBA focused, but it doesn't feel too forced down your throat, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and they give they, they a lot of players to say whatever they want. So Jimmy Butler was on the show yesterday. And I'm going to play what he had to say in regards to Derrick Rose leaving and everything. And just, you can hear what he, where he's coming from here. You know, it's uh, it, it, it was a complicated situation they were in in Chicago. And Chicago's just unloading people. As you know, as we already talked about joking Noah. Pal Gasol has opted out. They might trade uh, Taj Gibson. We don't know what type of team they're going to have around Jimmy Butler. So it's a uh, sad situation. Fred Hoiberg has lost a lot of the locker room as the coach after one year. I don't know. It's, it's it's all about keeping stability, and Chicago just forgot to do that when they let Thibodeau go. Yeah. That's really what it came down to. So we got that going on. Um, also, I do want to give an update with what's going on in the All-Star game, the ballots, in terms of baseball. It's been getting out of control. There's a guy that's not even on the Kansas City Royals right now. Amongst the league leaders in votes, <laughs> he's, he doesn't, he's not on a team. But he may get voted into the All-Star game. What is going on? I remember you talking about how there is being that, that one team that had a bunch of players. Yeah, it's it's still happening. Like the <laughs> Even in the American League, you got the Boston Red Sox have four players. Okay. The Cubs have six. It's just, yeah, that's what it was, the Cubs. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. You know, I get it. We're fans. I get it. But come on. 
You know, let's let's be fair here. Let's actually make sense out of what we're doing, you know? But today is also very important because we have the premiere of a brand new segment. And I'm going to let you just preview it, tease it a little bit about this, this brand new segment hosted by Naomi Gray called The Gray Area. <laughs> well, basically, I'm just going to be running down the whole Kyrie Irving yacht party situation because that was quite controversial on the Internet. So I think there's a lot of inside points that haven't been touched. So I'm going to try to, you know, share both sides of the story. You know, the public's opinion, my opinion, Kyrie Irving's ideas. And I'm going to touch a little bit on Johnny Manziel's situation because he's a hot mess. Hot mess. That's the nicest way I could literally (laughs) put it. Just a hot mess. So I think that's going to be pretty entertaining to listen to. Oh, it should be fun. So this is the Gray Area premiere. Definitely going to see that, and the video version of this will be available on the website after the show, so uh, stay tuned for that as well. You actually get to see Naomi talking in her full glory <laughs> here on the show, you know? I know you've seen her in other, in other uh, outlets, but now you get to see her here in the studio, so it's a bit, it's a bit, cha- a bit of a change there. Right. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, take your phone calls, 516-900-2278. Any thoughts you have on what's going on in sports? Um, now, because it's the summer, the other sport, well, it's not even a sport, it's just the biggest world competition, which is the Olympics, Right. should be picking up a lot more talk, you know? Michael Phelps, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, he became the only, the first first swimmer to ever make the Olympics five times. He qualified for this year's Olympics yeah. again. Now, you remember this guy has like 22 gold medals. <laughs> He's the most accomplished Olympian ever. And he just qualified again. And he's still good. Like, he's right, still... exactly. Every year's been good. I've literally been hearing about Michael Phelps, like... Your entire almost, life. Exactly. <laughs> like, and and only, like, out of his whole career, just one negative thing. Oh, well, he smoked weed? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he is just an amazing athlete. He didn't inhale. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's, that's what I... I don't know. That's what you have to say. But uh, just an, an amazing accomplishment. And I'm really looking forward to the Olympics because... Obviously, Gabby Douglas, you know, she stole the show last year. Right. I mean, not last year. Last Olympics, four yeah. years ago. She's grown up a lot. More. I don't know. Have you seen a reality show? Yeah, I've Gabby seen Family it. Gold? Yeah. She's grown up. She's still a kid. Yeah. But you could tell she's grown. Mentally. You know, she's a lot different. And one of the biggest things, and I don't ever look at it that deep when it comes to gymnastics, because it's not like I've ever attempted to even think about trying gymnastics. So that <laughs> lifestyle is just out there. The girls are so small, you know? Right. Gabby got, I don't want to say bigger, but she got taller Mm -hmm. because she grew up, you know? She got taller. You could tell the difference from what she was four years ago to now. And they're saying it like it's a bad thing. That's the way they already got the critics now. It's a bad thing. How dare she grow up? Like, you know, it's, it's... it's, you can't control your body. It's I'm literally just, just like over the way the media depicts some situations, some stories. It's just like... It's insane. You, let that girl be great. Let her be great. She's a young girl. Let her grow up. You know what? Don't let her think. I don't want her to be thinking about body, you know, whatever now. Because, you know, she got taller. Like, exactly okay. Exactly right. Everybody's really big on um, Simone Biles. Yeah. She's really good. I saw some video of her and I was like, wow. Yeah, definitely like the person to watch this upcoming Olympics for the U.S. women's Olympic oh, team. Without question. I, I, 
First of all, she's another one like really small, probably like four nine. Yeah. Like I, I was like, what? And you see her, but you see her doing the flips and stuff. She's nineteen years old, mm-hmm. so she's not as young. Yeah. But the flips and the movement, I'm like, wow. I I think it's and, and I and I thought Gabby Douglas was unbelievable last year. I think she's better than Gabby Douglas was last year. Yeah. She's on another level, and I think she's the favorite amongst all of them, and not just not just the U.S. but everyone in the world to yeah. win in the in the gymnastic competition. So absolutely. I don't know, man. I like I said, I'm, this is the time when I start to really get into who's in the Olympics and yeah, start it's, talking it's about an exciting like, thing to watch. It's so exciting. It's very exciting. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, not everyone pulls out because of Zika. I mean, uh, yeah, I think people are starting to put that behind them, which is good to good to realize. I don't even think it's Zika anymore. I just think it's. I just want my summer vacation back because speaking of yacht parties. We saw Dwayne Wade and uh, yes. LeBron and uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I like how they all just hang out together. They got their own little thing, you know. It's it's such a beautiful thing to see. You, you think it's beautiful? Like it's just yeah, just like you know the way they embrace their wives, the way that they all you know could go on this couples trip and just have fun together. It's yeah. just like it's a nice thing to see. And you know, regardless of what happens in the season, they're all on different teams. You know, they get together and they still have this brotherhood. So it's like. It's really nice to see that connection amongst athletes. It's all black love, and you know, right, exactly. they all a bunch of is no, no no milk girls on the on the yacht. That's that's what we're all talking about here. So, stop it. <laughs> I'm just starting. I'm just starting. We're gonna right. talk about that later in the show, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see how that goes, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Social with Eddie Stid here on Soundcast FM. The New York Times side Staying alive was no job Had second hands Moms bounced on old men So then we moved to Shallon land A young youth You're rocking the gold tooth Low goose Only way I begin to G-York Was drug loot And let's start it like this son Rolling with this one And that one Pulling out gats for fun But it was just a dream For the team Who was a fiend Started smoking wounds at 16 And running up in gates And doing hits for high stakes Making my way on fire skates No question I was speed For cracks and weed the combination made my eyes bleed No question I would flow off and try to get the dough off Sticking up right boys on board court My life got no better Same damn low sweater Times is rough and tough like leather Figured out I went the wrong route So I got with a sick tight click and went all out Catching keys from cross seas Rolling in MPVs Every week we made 40 G. Yo, brothers respect mine I ain't gonna tech now Bow, move from the gate now Cash fools, everything around me Green, get the money Dollar, dollar bill, yo Cash fools, everything around me Green, get the money Dollar, dollar bill, yo It's been 22 long, hard years I'm still struggling Survival got me bugging But I'm alive on arrival I'll be back to safe for the streets To stay awake to the ways of the world Deep, a man with a dream With plans to make cream Was fail. I went to jail at the age of 15 A young buck selling drugs and such Who never had much Trying to get a clutch on what I could not touch The court played me so now I face incarceration Pacing, no one upstates my destination Handcuffed and back of a bus Forty of us Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough But as the world turned I learned life was hell Living in the world no different from a 
cell. Every day I skate from takes, give and take, selling bass, smoking bones in the staircase. Though I don't know why I chose to smoke cess. I guess that's the time when I'm not depressed, but I'm still depressed. And I ask, what's your work? Ready to give up, so I seek the old earth. Who explain working hard may help you maintain. To learn to overcome the heartaches and pain. You got stick up kids, corrupt cops and crack rocks and spray shots. All in the block that stays hot. Leave it up to me while I be living proof. To kick the truth to the young black youth. And shorties running wild, smoking sets, drinking beer. And ain't trying to hear what I'm kicking in his ear. Neglected for now, but yo, it got to be accepted. The what? The life is hectic. Cash moves everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash moves everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash moves everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash moves everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Trouble. Right, we gotta talk business here. It was a week ago to the day the Bulls oh, traded Derrick Rose. And I just want to get from you in the moment. Was it a call? Was it a text? How did you find out? And give me the like in that second feeling you had. They, they called me. Uh, I can't say that I was surprised, but I knew it. You know, it had to be one of us to tell you the truth. Um, obviously, I, I enjoyed playing with him. I came into the league when he was an MVP. So I got so much respect for the guy. Um, I have no bad things to say about him, and I wish him the best moving forward. I mean, we just saw that Instagram post that you had, and, and you said, I've heard you so many times say nice things about Derek, and not just on TV, but you and I standing in the hallway Definitely. at the United Center for real, and yet there is this undercurrent. You just said it had to be one of us, and there's this undercurrent story all season. They didn't get along. There was problems between them. And the Chicago Sun-Times, the day of the trade, this is the headline <laughs> they put on the trade. So disrespectful. What do you, what is, where is the story coming from, and what do you think when you see this over uh, and over again? I, I really don't pay attention to it, to tell you. Because we didn't win, I think everything comes up. I, I think that's, if, if we win, there's, there's nothing to say. We're fine. We can get along together. We'd probably still be teammates, to tell you the truth. But um, we didn't win. I didn't do my job, you know, as well as he did it. So am I, am I missing something on why one of you guys had to leave? I don't know. Why? why is that? Why both of y'all couldn't play together? I, I think I mean, he's a point good. guard. You're, you're a small mm -hmm. forward. I mean, I, I, this is his contract year. Right. He's motivated. And you're coming into your own. Why they had to move one of y'all? I, I, I have no idea. You, you saw everything that was... Um, been coming up about me as well, so I'm, I'm just here to talk to y'all about, about What's that. your relationship with the organization? <laughs> oh. Let me ask that. What's the relationship with the organization? You got two former players here. They're not sticking any script. Oh, yeah, we, we know, we know. <laughs> it's uh, a good question Tracy asked. It, it's good. We talk. I can't say that we, we talk about everything because um, we don't, but I think most of the important things, I, I get a phone call or a text message and, you know, we'll, we'll talk there and they'll take my opinion on some things, but um, I'm a player. I don't. I don't get too right. Uh, so right, you, right. you are a player. So let me ask you this: 
Who team is the Chicago Bulls right now? Right now? Yeah. I think we better have, hold on, politically correct answer. <laughs> it's your po team. Politically, this is the jump. Politically <laughs> correct answer. This is the hold jump. on. Politically correct answer. <laughs> we better have um, guys that can play, but as the best player, I better help us win some games. So you can take that for, for how, how you want. Or y'all going to be saying how bad I am. I'll ask it for him. He is the best player. It's his team. Derek is gone. He was there was Batman and Robin, but it's his team now. It was his team when Derek was there because he ain't been there. But it's his team now. You take your team and you run with it. Well, That's I the answer. All right. So that was uh, Stephen Jackson talk. She's Stephen Jackson and Tracy McGrady talking to Jimmy Butler on the jump yesterday. And now let's be honest. Jimmy Butler gave politically correct answers. We understand why you have to do that. But Naomi, I have to ask you that because you listened to this whole what he just said. Right. He said that one of them had to leave. Why? Why Why would he say one of them had to You know what I mean? Like, And then he tried to backtrack a little bit like, oh, well, you know, because we didn't do our job and blah, blah, blah. And then are you good with management? He, he's like, oh, well, you know, we talk, but we don't really talk. So it's like he gave answers, but not really, you know. Wait, so are you trying to say that there was something going on between Derrick Rose and Jimmy oh, Butler? Oh, yeah. As I, a friendship? I, I am saying that. That's exactly what I'm saying. You see, those things, these things are always complicated because it's like we don't we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. And they like you said, like we don't get the full answers, so we just like kinda speculate around these answers and then the first thing we always go to is that there was some type of disagreement. You don't think so? Of, I, I'm I'm not I couldn't I couldn't tell you because you know I don't feel like I have enough evidence to make to come to that conclusion. And I think that happens a lot that we jump to these conclusions that there wasn't that there was some type of issues between players. But given this situation Obviously, maybe something was going on. What could have gone on? Not too sure. Right. But it's it's a hard situation. And then they like when they backpedal and they say, "No, we were good. We're good. We get along." <laughs> I say, you know, I think he's a great player. I think, you know, I've been on teams before. Okay. Cheerleading teams. You know, I've been I cheerlead for like eight years, so I know how it is. So you've gotten somebody traded before. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I haven't done that, but you know, okay. I know how it is when it comes to having a relationship with somebody on a team. You're put in these situations where you're going to have to build a relationship, whether you like this person or not, you're going to be around them all the time. Right, right. So if an outside source asks me what I think about my one of my teammates, I'm going to say, she's great. I love her. That's my girl. You know, she's <laughs> such a good athlete. She works so hard at practice. So you're going to lie, even though she's... Exactly. Okay. But then when I'm in my inside circle, I cannot stand her. At practice, she's lazy. <laughs> She she's always messing up the routine. So you know right, it's like right. are you know, our people say to me, Oh, do you guys really like each other? You guys post pictures and you guys seem like you love each other. And it's just like, you never know. You never know. But it's so easy to lie that everything's okay. Right. You'll never know for sure. Cause now he's gone. Rose is gone. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. And now Jimmy Butler, like you said, basically sugarcoated that it's his team. Yes. He's had that it's not like he just woke up and thinking, Okay, now Rose is gone, it's my team. He he's been saying he's been thinking that since last season. Oh yeah. Without you know? question, he's been thinking that for a while. Now uh, let's be honest, these things happen all the time. You right. know, we could go back to Kobe and Shaq. That's like the most infamous breakup. But they were so open about it. It, it, it took a, what another ten years before they actually reconciled and they uh, they're, they're friends again. But I appreciate them being open about it. You know what I mean? Instead of giving these people this whole idea that oh we we Kobe and Shaq we Batman and Robin. No, that's not you know. Like, it was never like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I always thought that was such an interesting situation. But hearing what Jimmy Butler said, there was another thing that that really stuck out to me was the whole management thing. How there's communication with management, but there's really no communication with management. And he still, he honestly doesn't even sound like he knows if he's the guy. Right. 
Because my thing is, after all these trades happen, you know these guys are leaving. There's there's no other veterans really there. You should come out automatically and say, I'm the guy. Right. You can't really hide at this point. You're the only person as an all-star. What, last two years, I think, he's an all-star? So it's like with those things you... And also, athletes a lot, when they're getting interviewed, they get put into the... get kind of back into a wall where they're put into these situations that if they say just the wrong thing, yeah. it'll hit every single headline. Yeah. So if Jimmy Butler was to say they're with confidence, I am the guy. This is my team. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler says that he's he's the main guy in the Chicago Bulls, yada, yada, yada. And then, every, then he's attacked for that. And yeah. then all that backlash. So it's kind of like, I kind of understand why he was beating around the bush. Because, you know, that show gives them the opportunity to be open. But it's still like, you literally have to watch what you say. Well, any outlet, you have to watch what you say. And I, I get that, being politically correct. But I think you don't lead off the I think he answered the interview wrong to start off with because his first thing he said was one of us had to go right yeah you don't start off with the, that just opens up the gates for what Tracy McGrady was going to ask Steven Jackson and was these are ask. guys who have been in the industry so they know exactly what's yeah, up they're they going to know what's up first and foremost exactly so it, it was one of those things where it's like okay I think he shot himself in the foot that he tried to backtrack when it was too late and these guys are just they smell blood in the water already so understood yeah it was going to happen now let's talk about his teammate uh, Joe Kim Noah this came out late last night, I think around close to midnight, about him going to the Knicks for $18 million a year. I don't know how many years. I haven't heard any details regarding that, no, but I did hear $18 yeah. million a year. And this contract would be signed July 1st, which is tomorrow, in a couple of hours, I should say. As a Knicks fan, I think I understand the need for a guy like Joe Kim. I think he's a perfect type of center for our situation. I'm not too keen on the paying him $18 million a year. You know, like that's that's just my honest opinion. I look at the team and I see Porzingis, I see Carmelo. Noah is kind of like a better version of Robin Lopez because he could pass the ball. The guy averaged he led the he led the Bulls in assists I think two years ago. Okay. Great point center if you want to call him that. And him and Derrick Rose play off each other extremely well. Now how he's played with Carmelo. He's never obviously he's never played with Porzingis, but he's played with Carmelo before on the Olympics. You know trials or teams or whatever I look at this team and I say you know what we could make the playoffs if everybody's healthy that's that's really all it is but that's that's kind of what sucks that you have yeah. two players possibly coming in mm-hmm. with you know having those odds like are they going to be healthy and these are guys who are injury prone yeah not just like oh they had that not like a Paul George who had that one injury but I mean all due respect Paul George bounced back like insanely bounced back after the injury. You have these two guys who have suffered multiple injuries and haven't, you know, been their best since those injuries. So you're making, you're taking such a big gamble giving a guy $18 million and he, he was pretty much absent last season, you know? So it's like, it's, it's a, it's a huge deal. But then again, it goes to having them having that chemistry. Like you said, they play, they play well together, Rose and Noah. So the, for Knicks fans, my like, my heart goes out to you guys because you guys have to kind of be on the edge of your seats because it's like you. The hear, only way we know how to live. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> we have these big names, these great players, and like you said, when they're healthy, they're great. Oh yeah. You know, but that's just any basketball player when they're healthy, they're mm-hmm. at their best. It's all about their health. Basketball is such a physical sport; you need to be healthy yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like putting putting these guys in the lineup. It's like it's just you're gonna have some rough nights. You're gonna you know have some good nights, but it's all about making it. You know, it's all about the long run, making it to the postseason. So it's like, could these guys, you know, help you? You don't know. You don't have that security because of their injuries. Right. And I'm looking at just what the type of team that they have right now. And 
I see like the guys are looking at, at at the guard position. Eric Gordon and Courtney Lee seem to be top two at the two guard position because you need a shooting guard to go along with Rose. They're both solid shooting guards. Mm-hmm. I prefer to go to Eric Gordon just because him and Rose have played in the backcourt together before. So they have a familiarity with each other. You know, that's yeah. always a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I would go that route. Then you're looking at off the bench, you need a guy that's, I think, a combo guard that can do a lot of things. Jamal Crawford's obviously the number one sixth man of all time. He's won the award three times. Absolutely, He's yeah. a veteran presence. He's played in New York before. He makes the most sense. But how much money would he want? That's the kicker. Exactly. And now, then when they're giving $18 million to Noah. Exactly. That I'm going to be thinking, dude, I just won three six-man awards. You know, like, I'm still a top player in this league. Yeah. And if I want to come off the bench for a contender, I wouldn't get paid. Paid for it. So you got him, and then you could go Brandon Jennings. That's a reach also. Right. He's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go on the cheaper side, but also will sell tickets, Jeremy Lin. He's out there as well. So these are the guards that are available. There's a lot of little talent out there. Yeah. Like, people got to understand, yes, the big fish is Kevin Durant and um, Dwight Howard, if you want to call him that. You have all these players that can help your team win. Yeah. Now, the other big free agent news I'm hearing, Al Horford going to Oklahoma City. Yeah, I've been hearing that as well. If you're Kevin Durant and you hear Al Horford go to Oklahoma City, it's almost a done deal. You're going back. Mm-hmm. You're going to sign your one-year deal and then sign the bigger contract the following year. But I still think OKC is not the best team in the West. And I know you're a big OKC fan. I get this. But yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm also logical. You know, I know yeah. I know what the deal is. So I'm not going to – I'm not that type of fan where I'm like, no, they're the best team. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> like, you got to come down to earth, you know. Al so. Horford, great player. But how does he fit with a Westbrook and a Durant? You know what I'm saying? People don't understand. Westbrook and Durant take 90% of the shots for Oklahoma City. Exactly. They're, <laughs> they take all the shots. And you got Oladipo team. off the bench. Exactly. So it's like, to be realistic, they're not a... I love OKC. You know, a lot of talent there. But they're not a team that plays team basketball. No, they're they're built... They're, they're perfect for NBA 2K. <laughs> they are the team to pick in NBA 2K. I'm telling you. <laughs> Jeez. But then we got to think about the real world. So, oh yeah, having Hartford in that mix is kind of like uh, I don't know. Doesn't it doesn't <laughs> seem it doesn't seem logical. It sounds nice, but yeah. it doesn't seem logical when it comes down to the nitty gritty. It, it seems like there's a lot of possibilities there because he is a great passer. He knows how to d- 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 defer and all that. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's that type of center, and he usually makes All Star teams with like numbers where he's averaging 15 a game, nine rebounds, six assists. He's that type of player. He does the intangibles. So he fits along that level, but Westbrook dominates the basketball. He does. Hands down. He does. He, he Everything runs through him, whether it's an assist, whether it's a rebound. It's going to go through Westbrook. You, you've seen it so many times. How many triple-doubles just going crazy? Exactly. Durant gets everything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the only time you can see them actually benefiting, I'm talking about Horford and Oladipo, is when you have these guys on the bench. Mm-hmm. So, yes, maybe this brings more rest time for Westbrook, who's not going to want that. You know Westbrook's going to want to be out there. <laughs> so it's like Oladipo gives you 20 minutes a game. Probably more. Depends on Roberson. Because Roberson's going to be the starting shooting guard. He makes the most sense there. Mm-hmm. Defensive player. Can hit the three-point shot. Kind of like Tabo Cephalosha used to be for them. So I look at OKC and I say still losing the Western Conference Finals in seven games. That's I still see the same yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. And like that's what I said. I I said that this year. Like I Going back to the Western Conference Finals, if... OKC didn't win game six. They blew it for a while. Yes. They blew it for a while for their franchise at getting to the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. You know, last year, I mean, last season, 
was their prime time and they failed. So it's like, I'm not going to keep my expectations up there now, especially with Durant facing free agency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then next season, Westbrook, you know, facing the same situation. So it's like, it's kind of, their chances definitely slipped last season. Well, definitely. I didn't want to say last night was so long ago, but a few months ago. <laughs> no, it definitely, it definitely slipped. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to really put it in perspective in terms of what they're going to be like, but it, it should be fun. It should be fun, and they'll be one of those teams you're going to hear a lot about at yeah. midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at midnight, yeah, you're going to exactly. hear everything. Of course. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, I've heard some weird things with them. They, they're they're going after everybody. Let's let's. <laughs> I I, you know why it's funny to me because every major free agent you see just see Brooklyn somewhere stuck as a team that's as an option. Like, is Brooklyn really a hot spot? And I'm not talking about Brooklyn in general. I love Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Are they necessarily a hot spot? Like. Not I'm that asking. I'm aware of. Like, I'm, I'm kind of confused as to why they're even don't like, you you see know, that throwing those names. Like, you, you see, like, oh, the Nets are going to be trying to meet with somebody. Like, really? Keyword trying. Let's <laughs> just go, really? Exactly. So this is The Nets have no, I don't know. Like, it's, like I said, they did a great job in the draft. to get back into the draft. to pick up some great um, picks, in my opinion. Yeah, strategic moves. Some good moves. You know, uh, I think Whitehead is going to be great. Um it's just everything else within that. It's like who who can you see them picking up that can make you say, "All right, I got I got to pay my nine dollars to see the Nets play because they don't charge much." You know, you like know, it's I'm keeping them in the back burner for next season. Like I'm not expecting much from them, and I'm gonna keep my word on this. I'm not gonna go back. I'm gonna keep like I'm not expecting much from them. Even if they do pick up somebody, they they don't have a strong enough core to keep it keep it going. You know, I'm hearing that they might, you know, be um, Jarrett Jack might be out of the situation yes. soon. I'm hearing they're so, gonna release him. Yeah. So it's just like I don't, I don't know what to expect <laughs> from them. Don't worry, I don't even think they know. So it's just, yeah, exactly. It's a mutual, so. it's a mutual non-understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see how that whole thing pans out with them. Uh, the other team that it's. You know, besides the fact that they bombed at the at the draft, we're talking about the Boston Celtics, of course. Oh. What's attractive about the Celtics now? They had all the momentum going into this offseason. This was their offseason to cash in. They did nothing with these draft picks, and nobody really wants to go there now. They have all this money, all these draft picks, all these 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 great things that Danny Ainge looked like a genius leading up to you know this year, and yet they they don't have anybody on their radar. Yeah. Who wants to go to Boston? Dwight Howard? Um, you really want Dwight Howard in Boston? This is this is is this what we're looking at right now? You can't even think about it. You know you know how bad it is when you can't even think of the top of your head like who wants to go to Boston because Kevin Durant's not coming. Oh, I mean, come on, like that's that's. <laughs> they really out thought of the they question. had a shot. That's they, out of the question. They really thought they had a shot. That's another team I'm putting on the back burner because <laughs> they blew it. They, I don't they blew know. it. I don't know what the Celtics were thinking. I've never seen a team just. Ah man, that's it's so bad. But um, the Seventy Sixers are a team that I'm actually excited to see what they're gonna do. They keep saying they want to trade Nerlens Noel. Now the the Raptors apparently have contacted the Sixers in regards to that. Noel obviously is a young player, great hustle guy, great hustle guy. Gonna grab you a bunch of rebounds, a lot of block shots. Offensively, alley oops. He's like Tyson Chandler but smaller. Okay. That's if you want to put it in perspective. You know, I'm giving you the Jalen Rose comparisons like he likes yeah. to do. But uh, for Toronto, it makes a lot of sense because they need a rim protector. Besides, if because they, they're gonna lose Biombo, Biombo's gonna get overpaid somewhere. Oh, somewhere. Down. He's gonna get overpaid somewhere because of what he did in that that, that one series, basically. Yeah. 
So we're going to see. It's You got that situation. The Sixers still want to keep Okafor, even though Okafor doesn't want to be there. That's tough. That's, That's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. The guy was fighting every day. He, you, he was more in the news this year for fighting. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. He was. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the Sixers are thinking with that. I, I like to break down different teams and see like where their mindset is. I already love Minnesota. Whatever, Whoever Minnesota brings oh, in, yeah. they're going to be a good team. Minnesota's my Definitely team to pick in the West. Definitely a team to, like, Well, not to win the whole thing, for. but they're going to be a team that's going to fight for They're going to be an eighth spot. Oh, yeah, eighth spot for them. Which is great because they're a young team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's a great situation. Oh, without question. And they, they earned it. You know, uh, they did. Uh, the Rockets are a team on the downside right now. Who wants to go play in Houston? Who wants to, no one wants to play with James Harden either, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You got all these these non destinations. Yeah, where people are just like no, don't even bring that name up, please. Like no, Houston, no. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd rather go anywhere else. That's why Dallas is always going to be a hot destination because everyone loves Mark Cuban. Because Cuban yeah. treats his players like gold, mm-hmm. apparently. You know, unless you're DeAndre Jordan, who uh, who kind of screwed things screwed over. Oh, he screwed over the that Dallas Mavericks talk. plans. They messed. Even though they made the playoffs, give the Mavericks credit. It messed up their plans. They got Darren Williams. They. Brought in, they said, all we need is that other center, and DeAndre Jordan was your mega center. That's all we needed. Then we're good. That's why, you know, verbal agreements, like everybody's like, you're still allowed to start verbal agreements. Yeah. We've seen how that ended up last year with mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan. It's it's insane. Um, then you got the other team in, in Texas, the Spurs. Mm-hmm. You know, I just call them the X-Men Academy because they do whatever they want. They <laughs> You got Professor Xavier, a.k.a. Greg Popovich. They've resurrected Tim Duncan and come back for one more year. Duncan has opted into his contract. He is back again for one more year. And I want all NBA fans, and I said this yesterday, but I just really want this to be understood. Every single NBA fan, and I'm not talking about an NBA fan like you just became one three years ago to see Steph Curry. I'm talking about the ones that have been watching since the 90s. This may be very likely the last year you're going to see Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Garnett, Vince Carter, and Paul Pierce. Yeah. This is it. End of another era. End of another era. Yeah, all a five. Huge era. Huge era. That. All five. This is it for them, I think. It's funny too for me because like I I wasn't a I wasn't a basketball fan growing up. Like wasn't around me. I had cousins who watched it. We played NBA streets and stuff like that. But it's like these names were always around. You know, like I always yeah. like I thought basketball and these names came up. <laughs> so to just like be in a situation now where I'm like kind of like getting really intense into the NBA and hearing these names like it's it's ending. I'm like oh my god like. Mm-hmm. What 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 is life without these guys? You know, it's it's crazy, and you even see that with the Olympic team, all these young guys, these new names. So it's just like it's it's the end of an era. We just lost Kobe. Yeah, you know, it's whew, it's crazy. You got you got to look at it like um, Tim Duncan's entering his twentieth season. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, like, Kevin Garnett his twenty second season. So. When you hear that's the whole, you understand that I'm twenty two years old. Yeah. So yeah. that's when I say I hear these yeah. guys' names. This is why. <laughs> This is a, it's a very interesting time. Like, I don't know if I should feel old or if I should, like, I don't know how to feel no, about this. I feel old. Because <laughs> I remember Kevin Garner, his rookie year in 95. I feel old. I was okay. lucky if I was sucking a pacifier by then. Trust me. <laughs> I feel old. So, you know, I was uh, I was eight years old watching him. That's, that's like, I literally grew up watching Kevin Garnett yeah. and all these players, you know, so... <laughs> My childhood is done when that happens. <laughs> so you got all these guys, most likely their last years are going to be this upcoming season. Yeah. I say appreciate it, NBA. You know, treat them right. I want the NBA to, not to give them the Kobe send-off. I know that's too much. 
But that last week acknowledged the fact that these players, you're just not going to see players like this again. Yeah, and also the fact that they you just being able to have these veterans on your team guiding guiding these guys to, you know, mm-hmm. the level that, they are, that they've been on. So it's like it's a big deal, and it's like you have to appreciate them, even if they're not putting up their best numbers. Just, no. you know, appreciate the fact that they've given this much to the league mm-hmm. and what they're, you know, the influences they're giving these players. Because these players in the league now are, they're, 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 I don't, how can I say this? They're protégés of these guys, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? everybody Growing is. up, I want to be like Garnett. You know, I, I got this move from these guys. You've, these players watch this game, you know, idolizing these men. So you have to, you have to give them this credit. I always laugh, and it, it's, it's such a, um, a wake-up call for older players. Like, for example, seeing Kobe Bryant play against Steph Curry and then also seeing highlights of Kobe Bryant playing against his father, playing against Del Curry. Yeah. That lets you know how long Kobe Bryant's been around. And seeing that and also hearing stories from other players that are playing with Vince Carter now and with, um, you know, Tim Duncan and all these players. And uh, one, of, I think one of the things that uh, they were saying on the Memphis Grizzlies team, like some of the rookies, I forgot the guy's name, he's like, he walked up to Vince Carter like he was a legend, you know. Obviously, he's a legend, <laughs> but like he was like a superhero. Yeah. You know? Because you remember watching the dunk contest. You remember oh. these moments, you know. As a fan, everyone's a fan. I love that. I love that because you don't see that enough. You see too many young players playing with other young players and calling them veterans. Right. That's what we're seeing too much of. So it's okay to have a guy hanging around for 20 years. They used to do that all the time in the past. That's how it used to be. It used to be they played 20 years, you know. Yeah. Julius Irving played 20-something years. Murray played the ABA, then he played in the NBA. Yeah. So you got to look at think, think of things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Charles Barkley talks about it all the time in his Charles Barkley way. Yeah. <laughs> and he says how Moses Malone and um, Dr. J were the reasons why he was able to stay in the NBA. They told him how to be a man. Yeah. And that's real when you, when you hear that, you know. They were on their way out. Charles Barkley's a young guy in the league on the, on the Sixers team, and that's how he learned. Right. He said not just to be a great basketball player, but how to be a man. Yeah. So... These guys are only 19 years old. You saw the draft, how young they are. Yeah, exactly. 19 years old. They're going into the real world when in I that see, big like, way. When I see, like, when I Google them and it's, like, born 1995, <laughs> I know it's only two years younger than me, but I'm still just like, all right, this yeah. is just all. This is just too much. Too much. These guys haven't even had their 21st birthday yet. No. it's And they're on this big stage. Like, it's just, oh, Could you imagine? <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, you know how you say you, you cheerlead, right? You, mm-hmm. You're a cheerleader in college. Yeah. You High school also? Yeah. So you're high school, college. Now, if you had got picked up, or I don't know if you're still trying for, like, the Nick City dancers no, or... No. It's no. like a different, it's no. a different type of thing. <laughs> you said no. Because, no, like, the thing that is, like... The cheerleaders in like NBA and FL are don't do the same like they're not cheerleaders like okay. college cheerleaders it's like dancers so but I get what you're trying to say okay, yeah okay I tried to make a bad I made a bad comparison there, everybody <laughs> just just so you know where I was going at that's that's even more reason why for why we need to get to a break <laughs> and when we come back it's the debut the premiere of the segment known as the gray area with Miss Naomi Gray <laughs> so I'm gonna let her prepare and we'll take a break how about a little bit of a uh, little classic Ice Cube today is a good day. But with no hope. 
make out Finally got a call from a girl I wanted to find this Hooked it up for later as I hit the door Thinking will I live another 24 I gotta go cause I got me a drop top And if I hit the switch I can make the action drop Had to stop at a red light Looking in my mirror not a jacker in sight And everything is alright I got a beat from Kim And she can feel all night and I'm asking y'all, which part are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I'm troubled. Last week, all around and got a triple double. Freaking every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. Drove to the pad and hit the showers. From the cowards, cause just yesterday them booze tried to blast me. Saw the police and they rolled right past me. No flexing, didn't even look in a different direction as I ran the intersection. Went to show dog's house, they was watching you on TV raps. What's the haps on the cracks? Shake em up, shake em up, shake em up, shake em. Roll em in a circle and watch me break em with the 7, 7 11. 7-Eleven, 7-Even back, though, little Joe. I picked up the cash flow. Then we played bowls, and I'm yelling domino. Plus, nobody I know got killed in South Central LA. Today was a good day. Left my chicken's house paid. Trying to throw sister 12th grade It's ironic I had the rule, she had the pin out The Lakers beat the super sign I felt on the big fat net. Pulled out the jammy And And my runs deep So deep, so deep Put her tire asleep Woke her up around one She didn't hesitate to call Ice Cube The top gun Drove her to the pad and I'm coasting Took another sip of the potion Hit the And those high beams No helicopter looking for a murder Two in the morning got the fat burger Even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp And it ran ice cubes up pimp Drunk as hell, boy, no throwing up Halfway home and my page is still blowing up Today I didn't even have to use my AK I gotta say it was a good day
with Sports Social on Soundcast FM. I'm Naomi Gray, and today is the debut of The Gray Area. Shout-outs to Ed for naming this, because I think it's so appropriate. And what I'm going to be doing today is talking about the whole Kyrie Irving yacht party situation. I feel like there's a lot of gray areas in that situation that hasn't been spoken about, so I just need to address it. I feel, you know... I, feel, I have mixed feelings about the situation, but nonetheless, I definitely back Kyrie Irving on this. So for those who may not know, the situation was a video was released, not on his Instagram, but it just kind of circled the web of him attending a yacht party that was supposedly his, you know, celebrating his championship that he just won. And visually to the world, the only thing, the only people we've seen, the majority of people we've seen was white females. So... Him being an African-American man, he was kind of like so much, he got received so much backlash from that situation. And obviously the most of the comments were coming from African-American females. They were wondering where were the African-American women on this yacht party? And then it turned, it spiraled into another situation where he supposedly said there was no African-American females allowed on this yacht party. Completely ridiculous to me i just don't even understand how it went from oh here's kyrie irving celebrating on a yacht his championship to there's no black women here and he said there's no black women allowed how does it turn to the situation the media is how it turns to the situation because multiple blogs i remember watching i believe it was on the shade room i forgot what their caption was but i watched the video initially and then i scrolled down to the caption and then based off their caption is what me kind of what made me realize oh, there are only white females on this, this boat. It just shows how sometimes the media can put people in a different light that people aren't, you know, originally thinking. So Kyrie Irving recently, you know, snapped back at the public, basically saying that it's ridiculous that people could even, you know, come to this conclusion and that it's embarrassing because he's somebody who was raised by black females, you know, his mother, who passed away, she was a black woman. His sister's a black woman. You know, it just makes no sense how people could think that he had a party saying that he would not invite black females. Then on the other side of the spectrum, it is like, where are the black females on that boat? Where is there even a presence of them? We will never know because the full footage of the whole party wasn't released, and I feel like they don't need to release the full footage of a party. That could have just, if we think about situations here, it could have just been, you know, just one side of the boat where everybody was just gathering outside, you know, maybe having a smoke or something, and the other females of whatever color they were, Latino, Hispanic, black, could have all been inside, whatever the case may be. Why does it matter? You know, we're taking the light away from an African-American athlete, a young African-American athlete with a lot of talent who just won a championship. You know? We're taking that light away from him. And putting him in a situation while a bunch of other things are going on and that he has to address the media to defend himself. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't know, Ed, like, am I, am I confused for no reason? Do you think there was like, I I just. You know what? I, I don't think you're confused. I don't think you're confused. I just feel like this, this, we've gotten to this age now where we have to be oversensitive about race. Right. And. People find things to to poke fun at. People find things to, uh, you know, let's be honest, we're in a social media age. And people do things for follows. They do things for retweets. They do it for any type of immediate satisfaction over nothing. Right. So because you get something that alarms a whole bunch of um, 
uh, you know, different people from different groups, uh, whether it's black women that were upset because there were only white women on the boat, it looked like. It's something to do. Somebody's bored. Somebody wants to make a bigger issue out of something where it's not really a big issue. It just grows from that. It's from everything we deal with. Exactly. And I have to dig a little bit deeper into it and be like, I guess, the devil's advocate. So what if there was a situation where Kyrie Irving was on this boat party, only black females? Then we realized on social media, they posted this video, you know, to reiterate that it wasn't on his account. Somebody posted it and it spiraled over the web. If there were white females commenting, where are the women like us? Where are the other, where are white ladies? Mm. Would the media then pick that up and be like, white women are coming at Kyrie Irving because there's no, he's not partying with other white women, you know? How would that have been picked up? So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. So it's just like, but then it also goes into this whole idea that white women are stealing African-American men from African-American women. It's something that I hear so often, so often. I remember this scene clearly <laughs> from Save the Last Dance um, when... That's they, a move. Wow. Yeah, I watched it the dance. other day. That's hey. my movie. But I remember um, the main character's sister, Derek was his name. His sister was going off on, I think the actress was Julia Stiles, and she was like, that's what we mean about you people in our world. You come take our men and, you know, make it make it however you want. Some, some phrase about it. And I just sat there. Even when I was younger and watched that movie, I'm just like... How could you not just appreciate this interracial couple and the beauty of it, especially what we've come from, where, you know, we were told that we can't be together, that we were told that we have to be separate. Why can't you appreciate this mutual love for people? But no, there always has to be that jab somewhere there. It's like African-Americans don't want to be, you know, they don't they don't want to be separated. No. But then in these situations, there does need to be the separation. Kyrie Irving should be partying with black women. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I don't know. Like, I'm big on, like, you know, dating outside your race and creating that, like, even just, you know, when you see just families that are interracial, they're beautiful families, you know, breaking all the stereotypes. It's like, why don't you just appreciate what it is? Another point is these white women on this boat could be Kyrie Irving's great friends. He came from Duke University and the population at Duke University of the student body, 50% of it are white people. Nearly fifty percent. Right. These could be some of his his good friends that he went to college with for that one year, and that he's you know out partying with these people who could support who support him. Why don't you appreciate that? So many different situations in this, and then also the fact that it could be that you know African American females are just bruised to the notion that a lot of NBA players have white wives. We're talking Scottie Pippen; his wife isn't black. Who else? Um. Chris Bosh, his wife Chris is Bosch, yeah. is Hispanic or Latino, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. Michael Jordan now. Yeah. His he, current wife is white. Yeah, he remarried. He has a you know, white wife. You exactly. Know, uh, this is my way of looking at it. And I've always heard this this conversation about when we talk about white, black. And I don't want to say that it's mostly on the women's side. You hear this more, more and more because obviously now Kyrie won a title. So he's getting more attention than he usually gets. Right. Besides the whole Kalani situation. Mm-hmm. And... There's a lot of jealousy that does come with that. Let's be honest. There is. And I hate the fact that it, it happens with the race, you know, the whole racial divide, but there's jealousy. Right. Some women feel like, okay, well, he's only going to be with her because she's white now. He's got money. He's come up. How many times you heard that? We could go back to the whole, like, um, what's it called? Uh, Kanye West song. Or the Gold Digger, right? Yeah. You know, what are you saying about how it's because, oh, well, now he has money. Now he's going to, you know, get on and leave you for a white girl. 
They yeah. all think that, that that's a real mentality. That's that not is. just a song. This yeah. is something that people really think about. They really take this to heart and they say, oh, okay, Kyrie Irving now, he's got some money. He's dealt with a girl like, you know, Kalani who did him, who did him dirty. Now he's like, oh, okay, he's only going to mess with white girls on the boat. That's what some people really talked about. If you go through the comment sections of these, of these videos, that's the first thing you see. It's just utter ignorance. And then, like, speaking of the men's side, this, like, since he's somebody who's in the public eye, I like to think back to, like, a lot of rap artists who make music, you know, kind of downgrading African-American females. And this is kind of where that that anger comes from, the African-American female side, when you have rappers talking about, oh, give me a foreign woman. I want my girl with good hair and all that situation. Mm. So there goes that insecurity. So when I I don't want to speak on the you know, behalf of every African-American woman, but me as African-American woman, when you hear things like that, it makes you have these insecurities, especially about these men on these big stages, on, you know, with the limelight, with the money. And it's like, how many times do you see them with African-American women? It kind of brings you that, brings that idea. Like, are they with African, are they not with African-American women because the way we look, because we don't have good hair, because we won't, you know, give them beautiful babies. Then, you know, that whole, remember that whole light skin versus dark skin thing? Like, yeah. there's just so much into it. And unfortunately, Kyrie Irving had to be that one in the situation. It's and such get a all sensitive... That back, exactly. Get all that backlash from all those situations. It's, it's such a sensitive topic. Yeah. You can't just get away from it. Now, I think Kyrie should have had more um, understanding of what was going on. I don't think he was trying to be like, oh, I'm only dealing with white women, but... He also has to understand, like, you do represent a lot. And I think a lot of athletes, go back to what we talk about all the time, you represent more than just yourself. You're a public figure. So you're going to get backlash over every little thing you do. You should know better. Your teammate is LeBron James, who gets backlash off of every single thing he does. And I think that's something that he needs to learn and understand because... I, I agree with you on that, but the thing is, I think he did understand the situation. And, you know, him clapping back at the media and everybody else's comments was his way that he stands his ground. One thing I do give him props, he did apologize. said, I apologize to anybody who's offended. But at the end of the day, these athletes have to live their lives. Yeah. So I appreciate him posting a picture with his, his sister and another African-American female in it saying all shades. Like, it doesn't matter to him. He His mind is not on who the hell's partying with him. Excuse my French. But, you know, it's about him just winning the championship and just being able to... Be happy with whoever's around. It's not in the video. You don't even see Kyrie Irving in the video for that long. No, you don't. So it's like, oh, there goes Kyrie Irving spotted. That's his whole yacht party. That's the reveals he invited. He said no black women allowed. Like, fall back. What if his friends of friends invited other females? Like, right. you know, nobody. And the fact that you, like I said, it's beautiful. You can have African Americans and white people just in one area partying together. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Let's be let's be happy about that instead of, you know cursing each other out instead of saying rude comments like we can't just appreciate that they're just in one area partying doesn't matter who they are you know and it's like it's i'm surprised the situation's been going on as long as it as it's had as it has it's been going on since last friday we're going until a week about this yacht party i know it's been going on for so long first everybody was on this natural high jr smith is partying with his shirt off let's go Cavs won now it's like let's let's point the finger at somebody yeah and bring them down it's just like it needs to it needs to end, but it won't end. There's no. too much like insecurities there. It's too much hurt feelings. And you know, what I want from the African American community just as a whole is just to support one another. You know, support one another instead of trying to bring them down. And I'm not gonna try I'm not trying to make jabs at um blogs like the Shade Room and Baller, but you know, they obviously are ran by more African Americans than mm-hmm. white people. 
So instead of taking these jabs at African Americans, regardless what their platform is, appreciate them. And I understand you want to get the views, you want to get the hits, you want things to go viral. But me, if I was like, you know, in charge of a blog and somebody presented that video with me, I would be like, get it out my face. Mm. We could be reporting on so much other things. So much other things. If you want to be taken seriously as a blog, you want people to look for you, look to your look at your blog for that information. I don't I'm not I'm not trying to bring people down. That's not how it works. And that's a that's a problem in the media. They try to bring people down. Cuz it wasn't only the Shade Room Bowler. There's obviously other outlets that picked it up and said whatever comments they want to say on it. And it's just like if if it's ran by African Americans, it's like do better. Right. Do better. Support your people. You see that a lot in other communities them sticking together. You know, bring that. This is an African like I said, African young African American athlete just won a championship. You know, put, put, just don't beat them down. Exactly. That's don't it. beat them out. Don't but, beat them down. And even if it was a white young American athlete, like he just won. But if it was a white young American athlete with African American women all over the boat, yo, he's the man, son. He's the man. He got, you know, he's part of African American women. He's mad cool. That's like Dirk Nowitzki, whatever. Yeah, he has a he has an African American wife. African American woman. Yes. Everybody praises the fact that he comes to the games with foil foil. Um, yeah, they do. Plates. They do. They praise him. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you date an African American woman when you got you know food and Tupperware to games, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. He's praised for that. Mm. I see what you mean. But if LeBron yeah. James came like that every day, we'd just be like, okay, LeBron James' wife cooking food. Yeah, it's it's always this is going to be something that's been going on forever. And we know it, it gets it gets back to to the, to the whole Jesse Williams speech, great speech, right? But it's it's something that we've got to deal with, and we we can't change things amongst other races if we don't do it within ourselves. Exactly. And that goes back to Hands what down. you were saying. We don't. We gotta fix ourselves. We gotta fix home first before we start shooting at everybody else. Right. That's my whole concept with it. I, I feel like there's so much finger pointing but we never really look at the mirror and say okay you know what i need to do this we need to do this we have to be more uni- we have to be more united period that has to happen because you can't get upset over things like Kyrie Irving partying because he won a championship that just can't happen exactly and i want to also bring up this point because when you're talking about fixing ourselves what i see in the in um our community me being african american women you know amongst the other women you see things as us downgrading each other Oh, that girl, she ain't got no hair. Get yourself a girl with good hair. I, I don't need weaves. I don't need bundles. You know, mm. you see those things like I'm I'm part this, I'm half that, I'm coolie, my hair is nice. So many times you see African-American women trying to show that I'm different. I'm different than other African-American. I'm not bald-headed. I don't need weave. I, I don't need my body. You know, like, it's just like natural body or, you know, I got, like, right, always right. having to defend themselves and, like, try to prove... Like I'm not like other. It's basically saying like I'm not like other African American females. My my mom's twenty five percent white. Hmm. My mom's ten percent white, so I'm different. My hair is on on my shoulders, not my neck. You know, it's like just silly things like that. So it's also like you're you're showing your own insecurities. You're taking jabs at your own culture, but then God forbid somebody isn't partying with you. Yeah, then they're wrong. Then so they're it's wrong. like there's so much fixing that needs to be done in the African American community. And, you know, I totally back Kyrie on clapping back and setting the record straight. I understand what some people's concerns were. Concerns were. Completely understand that, but there's just so much more to the situation. I think that we as community community need to do better at digging deep and looking at all sides of the situation, not just... There's always two sides of the story. 
you know? Yes. So you can't just look at that one one side at it's, all. It's a shame. And you know what? It's something that we hope one day, we hope one day things will get better and there is some type of, some type of closure to a lot of these it's because insecurities on both sides absolutely that's really what it comes down to insecurities on both sides fear of something different fear of something new and we're not embracing each other as people we're embracing a color right that's what we're really just focusing on exactly but um in all i have to say this was a great first episode (laughs) of the gray area segment here on sports social so Congratulations, this is your first one. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do now is uh, take a break. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. Harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing, fashion, designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people's holding dough. No parole, no rubbers Going raw, imagine law with no undercovers Just some thoughts for the mind I take a glimpse into time Watch the blimp read, the world is mine If I rule the world Imagine that I free all my sons I love them, love them, baby Black diamonds and bronze Could it be, if you could be mine, we both shine If I rule the world Still living for today In these last days and times Where to be Paradise life relaxing, black, Latino, and Anglo-Saxon, Amani exchange the range, cast, lost tribe of bass. free at last, brand new whips to crash, then we laugh in the illa path, the villa houses for the crew, how we do, trees for breakfast, dime sexes have been stretches, so many years of depression make me vision, the better living, type of place to raise kids in, opening eyes to the lies, history's told foul, but I'm as wise as the old owl, plus the gold child, seeing things like I was controlling, click rolling, tricking six digits on kicks and still. Holding trips to Paris, I civilized every savage. Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoners set free, stress free. No work release, purple M3s and jet skis. Feel the wind breeze in West Indies. I think Coretta Scott King, mayor of the cities, and reverse things to Willie's. It sound foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown. I'd open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. Imagine that. I free all
story how the thugs live and worry. Duck down in car seats, heat's mandatory. Running from Jake, getting chased, hunger for papes. These are the breaks, many mistakes go down out of state. Wait, I had to let it marinate. We carry weight, trying to get laced. Flip the A stack to safe. Millionaire plan to keep the gap with the cock camera. Making moves in Atlanta, back and forth scrambler. Cause you can have all the chips. Be poor or rich, still nobody want a brother having shh. If I rule the world and everything in it, sky's the limit. I push the Q45 infinite. It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies or be felony. Strictly living longevity to the destiny I thought I'd never see, but reality struck. Better find out before your time's out. What the? If what the I rule the world, imagine that. I free all my P.K. Subban and Shea Weber changing places. Montreal and Nashville pull off a blockbuster deal, trading two all-star defensemen for one another. How does it work? Well, P.K. Subban, he had been, his name had been out there in the trade mill for a while. General Manager Mark Bergevin had discussed it with the media several times, saying, hey, I'm not shopping Subban, but I can't help it if teams call me. And you never know, somebody might have a good offer. And indeed, David Poyle, came up with a terrific offer when you think about Shea Weber going in return. Subban had a no-trade clause that would kick in, that does kick in, on Friday, July the 1st. So if Montreal was going to take up on one of these offers, they had to do it before Friday, or they would have to run it by Subban. They decided to take advantage of that opportunity now when you get a defenseman like Shea Weber back. Well, that's not such a bad deal. It's been kind of a circus with P.K. Subban in Montreal, and I don't think that's the player's fault. I think that's really more on management. They just never were fully sold, I don't think, on Subban, despite the fact that they gave him an eight-year, $72 million contract in August of 2014. So they move on from Subban. He goes to Nashville. 27 years of age, P.K. Subban is terrific speed. He's dynamic. He can move the puck. He can shoot the puck. I think he'll be a great fit with Peter Laviolette and that group in Nashville. Remember, they have a good defense there already with Roman Yossi. So this is a real strong team in Nashville, and I think Subban will help. As for Shea Weber, well, he'll be 31 in August. He has got the great shot. He's a physical player. He's a leader on the ice. Not as fast or as mobile, I would say, as Subban, but certainly someone who still brings a lot to the table. So the Montreal Canadiens get stability. They get leadership in the form of Shea Weber. Contract-wise, the Canadiens benefit a little bit here in terms of the cap hit. Weber's cap hit is 7.85 against the cap, and Subban is at $9 million against the cap moving forward. Weber's deal lasts longer. It goes through 25-26, and at that point in time, he'll be 40 years of age. So who knows if he'll even still be playing at that point. In- All right, that was EJ Haddock from NHL Network giving the, uh, giving the update on the big trade in the NHL. Um, 
Now, P.K. Subban, obviously, people don't know. If you don't know who he is, um, one of the better players for Montreal, all-star, I think the last couple of years. A bit of a surprise that he was traded to Nashville, and uh, it was a straight-up trade. And you know what? I don't want to get into the race thing again, obviously, because he's an African-American player, you know. He's one of the best players in hockey, and he got traded from Canada. And it was a uh, it was a surprise deal. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to make sure you got the, the full report. So I went to NHL.com, and this is what they're reporting. So that's the deal. P.K. Subban is out of Montreal. He's in Nashville now. So uh, let's see what happens with him in a new setting. If this is a, a smart move for Montreal, they missed the playoffs, and that's a big deal. Nashville, I'm surprised they would make a deal seeing that they were a playoff team last year, I mean this past season, and uh, they want to shake things up either way. So it's going to be an interesting deal for both teams. And um, I, I felt like that was the best way to come out out of the uh, the first ever gray area, you know, when we, we just went in, right. went on, on on all race, everything. We went in on it. So I that was the best way to kind of transition through, <laughs> transition through that. But um, definitely great stuff. I just want to make sure, you, you know, you understood that was great stuff. Thanks. Very Thank bite. you so much. Yeah, we're going to hear a lot more of things just like that in the future here on Sports Social. Uh other big thing that happened, breaking news today, and you kind of glanced on it a little bit, the Johnny Manziel, his breaking news, what well, he suspended for violating the NFL's, uh, what was it, the substance, the substance abuse program? Yeah. Okay. Now, does it matter? <laughs> he suspended four games that he wasn't, he's not on a team. Does that matter, really? Like, can we? I mean, I don't know what hope there is for this kid, but I'm... T- I don't want to say I'm tired of hearing about him because his situation is, you know, it's unfortunate. I don't want to hear about any body athlete or not, you know, life going on a downward spiral. Right. But I I just can't bear any sympathy anymore. Mm. It's just too much. It's too much. It's been like he's abused it for way too long. He's been in the headlines for nothing good. Except for when he was getting drafted. But even then, it was just partying and just stuff that was completely irrelevant to his athletic performance. So that's why I think that's where a lot of the, you know, annoyance comes from me and why I'm tired. You know, we were speaking about it last time about his dad, quote unquote, accidentally. Yeah. You know, with the the AP and. And you know what? And they showed a picture of him wearing a uh, Josh Gordon. Everybody knows Josh Gordon, obviously, suspended for marijuana. Wearing Josh Gordon's jersey and smoking weed in public. It's just somebody who just doesn't care. And like <laughs> I was saying like, to wow. you earlier, these people get these opportunities, just throw them out the window. Yeah. You don't you don't know what it is to be I don't I don't want to play a role in his background, but I guess this kid doesn't know what it means to struggle no. and for your dreams to come true and to just, you know, have that after hustling for so long and chasing your dreams for so long and you're just throwing it out the window. It's it's I think it's because he's been rich. Yeah. He's been a spoiled rich kid for a long time, let's be honest. So, now that his dad, who, let's be honest, dad's part of the problem. Yeah. His dad helped him get this way. I mean, you can't he's get all enabler. like, you can't be like, oh, you know, I don't know why he's acting like this. You're part of the problem, because you've seen it grow from before we, any of us knew who he was. Exactly, and it wasn't like he just came this way overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way he came this, like, no. came that way overnight. This Those been, years that he spent in college, away from his family, yeah. you think he wasn't partying it up? This has been brewing for a long time. That there's no other way to describe it. And he's and making headlines left and right. Left and right. And it's a shame. And, you know, you hope that he finds the help that he desperately needs because he desperately needs help. Absolutely. And uh, just gets his life together. I mean, I, I would like to see him back on the field. I don't know what the likelihood of that is. Yeah. But I would like to see him back on the field to see what he has left because 
He's a young player. Only what? He's not even 25 yet, right? No. Not even 25. Like, you want to see what he can do, but he has to go to a franchise that's going to pay attention to him and it's going to be on top of him. Like, he needs to go, like, be honest with you, like, go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, be a backup. Yeah. Learn from that system. But is he humble enough to take a step back and... He has no choice. He has no money. Well, if his dad cuts him off, he has no money. And like, they, they never usually cut, the, cut them off for good, so... No. no but it's, it's hard now, especially when he's a, he's a quarterback in a market where there's so many quarterbacks now. It's not like there's, everybody's hungry for quarterbacks. Exactly. So he has to really be smart about it, and I, I don't know. you got to get your life together. I thought the Dallas Cowboys situation could have worked out for him, but he didn't even give himself a chance. He was exactly. make, He was messing up before they could even take a look at him. Right. Because I thought they would they would have really done it. The Cowboys would have definitely done it. He's going to have a really hard fall. It's just, you know, he's slowly creeping that way. Yeah. And it's going to take until after that for him to realize. And that's just how life works. And my thing is, like, you see so much people put into these situations, so much celebrities who reach these situations where they're just at the bottom of the barrel. They're at their lowest point. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're doing shows like Celebrity Rehab, crying, saying, I want to change my life. I want to get back. You know, I remember being this person. You have all those examples in front of you. Yeah. Yet whatever drug you're taking is, you know, just completely blurring that whole vision. Mm-hmm. And nobody can tell him nothing. So people like that need to learn the hard way. It's it's how it usually has to go, right? Mm-hmm. In that life, you got to yep. make sure you can take your hits. So Exactly. He's going to get hit a lot. <laughs> and this, we're not even talking about anything on the field right exactly. now. But uh, let's leave let's leave the show on a, on a good note. Now, there's actually, today is a very important day. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a birthday. Okay. Okay. It's somebody's 50th birthday. I want you to think about it for a minute. Who do you think it could be? Who's turning 50 today? We get, we, let's do. Let's take a little guess here. Let me give you a hint. I feel like I heard that it was somebody's 50th. Give yes. me a hint. All right. Uh, he's a fighter. Oh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. He's turning 50 years old. You got it. You got it. All right. <laughs> See, That's a big deal. Mike Tyson's 50 years old today, everybody. Like, I mean, this guy, how can I describe Mike Tyson? <laughs> Is there words that you could really describe him besides, you know. Interesting. Interesting, uh, innovative, uh, crazy. You know, that's, that word to get thrown around a lot. Yeah. Hilarious. Always very hilarious. <laughs> because you got to understand, this guy went from being this 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 terror, everybody's afraid of him when they get in the ring, knock people out with less than one round, you know, to being now a comedian, actor, does one-man plays, and he has his own cartoon show. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. You Wait, did he come the... out with like, was that, is it a pigeon cartoon show? Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's he has pigeons. It's in the cartoon. He actually solves mysteries. Mike Tyson mysteries. Wow. This is on Adult Swim. Hey, listen, I got to give you props for, you know, t- just turning everything around and just doing the unthinkable. You got to, keeping yourself busy is, and getting money while doing it is always Mike a great Tyson, combination. Mike Tyson's about as busy as a person as you'll ever get. That, that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a word to describe Mike Tyson beyond busy. And I don't know. I'm trying to go away from crazy because he is crazy, let's be honest. But I remember as a kid playing Mike Tyson Punch Out. Never heard of it. You never, oh, man. Now I feel old. Mike Tyson Punch Out? <laughs> no. you, like, you don't know who Shorty Mac is? No. Okay, I'm going to give you the quick um, Wikipedia version of this. They created a boxing game. Okay. This is when Tyson was like in his prime. I'm talking mm. about before the, you know, the rape charges and all that. Right. Before he went to jail. Before he bit the ear off? Before he bit the ear okay. off. This is Tyson. He was just coming in, knocking everybody out left and right, left and right. So a Japanese developer, game developer, saw Tyson at one of his fights and said, wow, 
I'm going to create this punching game, but I want this guy to be the main, like, boss in the game. Okay. And this is where he's new. Like, Tyson's a new guy. Yeah. You know? So they made sure that he not only was the main boss in the game, but they named it, they renamed it, the thing to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It used to be called something else. Oh, wow. It's a Nintendo game. And you start off as a, as a fighter called Shorty Mac. He's a small, little, little, you know, look, like Rocky lookalike, really small, right? With a kid face. <laughs> And you're fighting through all these fake um, boxers. Do you grow and... up as a no. person? Oh, no. no. You fight through all the great boxers. Like, they're not real boxers. These are, like, made-up names, like like Boxcar, Billy, or something like that, you know. Yeah. And then the final person you fight is Mike Tyson. But every, every other person, like, when you get hit, you get knocked down, you got to keep pressing the button, and you get back up. It's one of those types of games, right? You know what that reminds me of? Like, Super Mario and Bozar? Like, the, 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 the final round was Bozar. Yeah. Bowser, that's how it is. Oh yeah, Bowser. That's what they based it. Yeah, it was like that. And then you get, you see, Tyson is the final person you fight. He's huge, and then look, it's Tyson the whole way, and he hits you one time. You spin around, you fall to the ground. It's hard to get back up. Uh, like it's so funny. In Mario, Super Mario is a referee. He's a referee in it. So really, yes. Oh my, why have I never heard I, of this game? I gotta put you on game. You gotta, you gotta play this this game one time, and you you'll understand. Sixty four council. It's that. Oh my gosh. God, you made me feel so old. It's not 64, Council. This is regular Nintendo. This is the original not, Nintendo. Not Nintendo 64? No. no oh, this sorry, is, oh, sorry, Ed. God, you made me feel so old. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the Nintendo when you had to play Duck Hunt with the orange gun. You don't know about that? The... I got, I got like, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers. I got Yoshi's Story. That oh. we could talk about. Anything this, before that, I'm not this sure. Is, this is Super before, Smash Brothers. But this is before, you know, just, it came out in the 80s. It's, no, Ooh, I wasn't even. You had to of... blow the cartridge no. to start. No, oh man, it's, a, it's all right. Let go and let I'm go. I'm gonna let go. I'm, let, I'm letting <laughs> go. I'm let go, but um, it's okay. Gonna, how about this? I want to end the show off playing Mike Tyson's greatest quotes. Oh my god, we're gonna just go through a, a row of his greatest quotes with his voice. Yeah, of course, his voice. <laughs> We're going to hear his voice. We're going to hear everything he's going to say because he gave you nothing but gems, you know? So we're going to uh, uh, we're gonna listen to that on our way out. And um, hope everybody has a great 4th of July weekend because yeah. it's going to be a long weekend. A lot of people are starting their weekend today because they're be going away. Be careful on 4th of July. Cannot yes. say that enough. Please be careful. Good thing you brought fireworks. that up. There's a reason why we brought that up because of fireworks. <laughs> JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul of the New York Giants. We all know around this time, he had fun with fireworks. Right. And because of that, he lost about three fingers. Mm-hmm. And you saw the commercial, right? I haven't seen the PSA. On the PSA, he shows his bare hand for the first time. Aww. Oh, it, I've seen his bare hand, though. It does not look pretty. It's far from pretty. It's, it's horrible. It's terrible looking. And he's like, you know, don't play with um, fireworks. Obvious. Yeah. But I like what he's doing. I like the fact that he put it upon himself and said, you know what? I got to, you know, inform the world. Of how stupid I was for playing with fireworks, and you have to like it. No, I mean I live in a fairly quiet neighborhood, but two o'clock at two o'clock, <laughs> three o'clock at night, there's people. Oh yeah, in the morning, I mean, playing with fireworks. Yeah, it's so dangerous, so it's, dangerous. Not worth losing your hand, especially if you're an athlete. It's very dangerous, and, and, you, and I'm, I hear it all the time. It's, it's funny because I always say around this time you're gonna start hearing fireworks, maybe July first until about July eighth. Because they're going to keep shooting them off. I don't know how to get away with it. I but... don't know how it's fun. I don't understand <laughs> it, but okay. But be safe out there. Enjoy it. Um, you got any plans for 4th of July? Or I no? don't. I'm fishing for them. So if anybody has any plans, any, any cookouts, any guys, barbecues, I'll this, be your cousin for the guys, day. Guys, this is your chance. See, you got it. <laughs> This is when the DM is real. You have to act. You got barbecues coming up. Invite Naomi right now. This is the time. She's, <laughs> <Do not> giving, <laughs> she's giving you the opening, okay? 
this is not a first date I'm requesting. <laughs> just to throw it out there. <laughs> She's going for the food and the food only. Just understand that, guys. So uh, we're going to leave off on that note. Play a little Mike Tyson in honor of his 50th birthday. Everybody, have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you next week. I can't more than other people. It's just who I am. I sacrificed so much of my life. Can I at least get laid? You know what I mean? I've been robbed of most of my money. Can I at least get a blowjob? I wish one of your guys had children so I could kick them in their fucking head or stomp on their testicles so you could feel my pain because that's the pain I have waking up every day. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Steve. Mike, was that your shortest fight ever? I bear witness there's only one God, and Muhammad's blessings and peace be upon him as his prophet. I dedicate this fight to my brother, Darrell Baum, who died. I'll be there to see you. I love you with all my heart. All praise be to my children. I love you. Oh, oh God, oh, man, what? Is this your shortest fight ever? In any time, amateur, professional ever? Assalamu alaikum, Maida. Um... I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Mike, is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend, and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Are you saying now, Mike? Mike? I think Mr. Sapp is awesome. He has awesome physical power. But um, as I said before, if we fight in the Mark of the Queens, but I love to fight him. Tonight. into the ring a lot of rage. No, who cares? We're in a fight anyway. What, what, the, what, what does it matter? Well, for example, rage against uh, Vander Holyfield worked against you. Well, f*** it. It's a fight. So whatever happens, happens. Mike, why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station. You know what? I think we'll end the discussion right now. Then we could. You got it. Have a nice fight, Mike. Off. I won't talk nice to you and talk about fornicating with you and letting you suck my because if I was eloquent with you, you would still look at me as a scumbag. I'm a big strong nigga that knocks out people and rapes people and rips off people. It was like I'm uh, all free for all. Somebody is biting my leg. I'm like pushing the head, realizing, you know, Tyson's biting my leg. He's biting my leg. I hate getting bit. You can't touch me, you're not man enough. I'll eat your ass on a lot, you bitch. How anybody in here can't fuck with this? This is the ultimate, man. Fuck you, you hoe. Come and stay in my face. I'll fuck you ass for that. Everybody. You bitch. Come on, you bitch.
Yo, remember yo. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like. Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day. This is not the most the king. Yo, it's about a thing. Uh, yeah, feel real good. Called you again. Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man? You act like you ain't him. They give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gon' pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably yeah. talking out your neck saying you're a Christian. I must slam sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin? Showing off that. Thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it 'cause I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem, baby girl. Respect is just the minimum. Nigga, you still defending them now. Lauren is only human. Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament. Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because of sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. And his Tims and his women, him and his men, come in the club like who the fans don't care who they defend. Papa Yang, you got Yang. Let's stop pretend. The one to pack pissed out by the waistman, crushed out by the casement, still the name of this basement. The pretty face man claiming that they did a bit man. Need to take care of their three and four kids. Been the face in court case when the child support late. Money taking heartbreaking. Now you wonder why women hate men. The sneaky silent men, the punk domestic violence men, the quick to shoot the semen. Stop acting like boys and be men. How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? How you gonna win when you ain't right? With them? 